have you have you recovered from the holiday craze? Have you? Are you guys feel like you've recovered a little bit or you're not there yet? Maybe? It's it's a lot what we go through together, isn't it? It's 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 just a lot. And even even if you happen and your family happens to take kind of like a gentler, low-key approach to the holidays, the problem is most everyone around you doesn't. So traffic is so crazy, people are unhinged and impatient, and it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's a lot. You get worn down. And if you have kids, the kids are home. Well, school's not in session. Asha, praise God for you being a teacher, and Carla and all you teachers, thank you for caring for our kids because they're home and I love them so much. But school and structure is such a wonderful thing. Tomorrow is the day. We've entered a new year. I know some of you have made some resolutions. I know many of you have already failed your resolutions. Anyone want to admit? Any, anyone? Anyone? Fine. Either way, before charging into the new year, this 2024, I, I find it helpful to kind of do like an end-of-year assessment or autopsy, depending on how hard your year was. When you look back and you remember what we have gone through, how have I grown? How have I changed? What were the valley moments and the mountaintop moments of this past year? Um, we're going to revisit, as Allison said. She said it well. We're going to revisit some of our past like messages uh, from this past year. And so these are my messages um, here. This is the past year. Um, so we're going to go through these now. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was going to go through every single message, but I realized I didn't have curry stack, and that would just be unfair for us not to have the full picture. Instead, we're covering the main themes of the message series that we covered this past year. And if you're saying, Kevin, I was here for all 52 messages. Praise God for you. I bet you forgot something. We're still going to be reminded together. If this is your first time here, what a cool thing to be able to see kind of what we've been doing so that you know now where we're going. I think that's pretty cool. So buckle up. That's what we're going to do today. And my hope for this day and this message is for us all to kind of take just a collective breath together. Take a, take a breath. And be reminded of some good gospel truth this morning as we prepare for whatever lies ahead in this coming year. So we're going to jump into the year in review, but first, seriously, take an actual deep breath, will you? Oh, it's cleansing. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, take a breath, and now sit and reflect for a moment. And reflect over this question, if you will. How are you different now than from who you were a year ago? Just think back. You've been through 365 plus days of opportunities, of growth, of setbacks, of trials, of joys. How has what you've learned and what you've experienced over this one year changed who you are? More importantly, how has God also changed who you are? What about your faith walk? What does that look like over this past year? Is it one for the books, or is it one to forget? What about your view and your approach to life? Based on what you experience, how do you now view life? Same? Different? What about your emotional state after everything you carried this past year? Where's your reliance on God this year, after all you've been through? Now, whatever 
your experience was this past year, good or heartbreaking, joy-filled or sorrow-filled, and likely for most of us, it's a combination platter of all those things, right? There is good news available for us today. This beautiful, beautiful oasis in the desert of the Book of Lamentations is just balm for our weary souls today. So hear the good, true word of the Lord, that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases— His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. This incredible and comforting reminder, it does come in the midst of this heart-wrenching account. It's after Jerusalem has been destroyed by Babylon, its people killed, tortured, taken captive, and God's judgment handed down on his people for their continual disobedience. And in the midst of all of that, we see that God laments with us, that God walks with us, that he feels alongside of us, and that his grace is sufficient for us. So as we look back over this past year, We do so knowing that we are considering 365 fresh mercies in the midst of all the peaks and valleys that you experience. The steadfast love of God for you will never cease. Never. His mercies will never come to an end. Never. They will be new each and every morning, and he will be faithful to bring them to you. If God is your greatest treasure, if God is the thing you love most, if God is your portion, then, as the scripture says, we can hope in him with these unbreakable, almost unbelievable promises of our good God. So as we look back, we know that the Lord is faithful to meet us each and every morning with new fresh mercies to get us through today's trouble, today's sin, today's pain. So just saying, all my life, you have So with that reminder, let's look back at some of our series. Throughout our time doing this, there's going to be reflection questions up on the screen. They're questions that take a little bit of thought. My encouragement is write those questions down or pull out your phone, snap a picture of, of, the, of our, our screen up there so that you can return to them and truly spend some time marinating and thinking through these questions over the next few days or week or so. And so that's how we're going to go about this. This past year, uh, we've had some significantly longer series, which has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed going a bit deeper in these topics. And we kicked off a year ago, uh, just about, when we went through the gospel according to Mark with our series, Follow Me. You guys remember that? Follow Me. Purpose of the series, of course, was to gain a better understanding of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Look at these cute kids. Well, hello. <gasps> that for me. Thank you. I think those are some spies. This says, not so top secret, smiley face. We're going to read and see what was delivered from our Hope Kids this morning. Believing God's promises makes us brave. Yes! Yes! Oh, that's good. And then another secret code, the Lord is with us. How wonderful. Wonderful. They're learning about, yeah, Moses sending the 12 spies. 
And so I guess that was like Joshua, Caleb, and another. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, Meg told me they were going to do it. I'm like, I love it. I love it. So just praise God for what they're learning down there. Now, in Follow Me, we were learning some of that, that God is with us. And we saw how he's Emmanuel. Jesus came down to heaven, and, or from heaven to earth, and walked amongst us. And so we followed him throughout the gospel. The hope of this series was to take a deeper look at how Jesus lived, how Jesus served, so, and the hopes that we would be compelled to follow him just as he calls us to as his disciples, to daily choose to step toward Jesus, to live a life of a disciple, a life of following Jesus. The very first chapter of Mark set the tone for us when Jesus declares this, the time has come, he said, kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe the good news. As we talked about to repent, it is literally, it means to turn away from, to turn away from our sins and, our, our, and the hurt and the brokenness and all the bad stuff to let that go and say, God, I'm sorry, I forgive me, I'm turning back to you. To repent is to step away from sin and step back toward God. Each day when we wake, we need a choice. Am I going to follow today or not? Will I take a step toward Jesus today or not? To step toward Jesus, it can be a scary step. For to step toward God, it means stepping away from all the things of the world, all of our own selfish desires. It's a scary step. It's like that first step off the ledge of a zip line. Do you remember this illustration? To step toward Jesus, like on a zip line, it's to step off that ledge. The ledge, it's your safety, it's your security on that ledge. You feel, I'm in control up here. I don't want to go anywhere, right? I'm even, quite frankly, comfortable on my ledge. I don't want to leave this. Guess what the world's going to tell you to do? The world's going to tell you that you should have control of everything. So you decide for yourself what you want to do, and you celebrate that. You get up on that ledge. You stay on that ledge. And don't you dare step off. Friends, that is a complete lie. It's a complete lie. It is impossible to control our lives. You know this. Things happen this year outside of your control. You can try to live your life and control everything. No matter how hard you'll try, things will happen outside of your control. Now the enemy will tell you that this ledge, that's all you need. This ledge is all you need. Stay where you are. Yes, be in control. Be king or queen of the ledge. Why not? And rule your kingdom of the ledge. Stay where you are. Live in the fog when in reality this ledge would lead to your death. We were made for so much more. Your flesh will tell you that it is way too scary to step off. I'm comfortable on the ledge. I step off. I don't know what's going to happen. Will that harness actually hold me, or will I fall? Will I die? I don't know where it will lead, and I will have to give a whole lot up if I step off this ledge. I don't know if I want to. But when you step off, when you take a step of faith, when you take a step toward Jesus, you find that like a harness, Jesus will hold you, Jesus will guide you, Jesus will support you, Jesus will lead you toward your purpose and the life-giving path that he has laid out for you. You will find, like the birds, you were made not to stay on the ledge, but to soar, not on your own power, 
but on God's divine power who will raise you up on eagle's wings. Will you follow him? Will you step toward Jesus today? To follow Jesus, after all, it's to take millions of tiny, scary, uncertain, question-filled, and yet faith-filled, mustard-seed steps every day. Take that next step. Take that next step. Take that next step. And you will look back and you will see, I followed Jesus. I didn't always get it right, but I followed him. And I didn't get it all right, but he was with me every step of the way. That's our hope. And when we get to the end of this life, we look back, we see a path, a path of choosing to follow Jesus, see a life of God's faithfulness and our own faithful obedience. So our first set of reflection questions. Thinking on this past year, what steps have you taken toward or away from God? See, in our walk with, with God, there, there isn't really this thing called stagnation or plateauing. If you're not following God, you're falling away from God. You're moving away from God. Are you moving toward God or are you moving away from God? So ask yourself and be honest. There's grace here. This past year, what steps have you taken toward or away from God? Follow-up question, what steps do you need to take this year to better follow after him? See, a step away is a step toward death. But the step toward Jesus is the step into life. So a call is for us, yes, to repent and to believe the good news of Jesus Christ. Now maybe in this time of reflecting together, you look back this past year and you, you see a ton of growth. This was one of those years, like, man, I, I made some changes, and God did so many things in my life. I see vividly God's hand in my life. We praise God with you for that. Praise God, and we celebrate with you and say, keep getting after it. But maybe if you look back, you feel a little numb, or maybe you feel a little guilty, or you feel some shame creeping in. First, shame is not from our God. It's from the enemy. But take that shame and do something with it so that it can propel you into belonging in God and finding in God. But maybe you look back and you don't know if you grew at all. Maybe you look back, if anything, you feel like you did slip back a little bit or you just fell asleep. Wherever you are, where whatever the year behind looks like, today you have a choice to step again toward Jesus. Today you have that choice. A step toward Jesus is never wasted. Ever. Ever. Just like when we read his word, it never returns void. A step toward Jesus is never wasted. We saw this on display this past year. Our next series was Before and After. Before and After came right after Easter, and we looked at the incredible transformational power of God as we looked at these different accounts of people in Scripture and in our own lives to recognize who we were before and then after encountering God. And we looked at a few different people. You know, Ethiopian eunuch was one. Uh, Jacob, who wrestled with God and had a limp that kind of told the story of his transformation for the rest of his days. We looked at Nicodemus and some, some others. But what we named was that to follow Jesus is to acknowledge that he has indeed taken us all on the journey from death to life. You think your story of transformation of following Jesus isn't radical? 
guess what? Your salvation isn't about you. It's what God did in your life, and he took you from death to life. That is as dramatic as it gets, friends. So when you feel discouraged about life, even when you feel discouraged about your faith walk, about decisions, about this past year, remember that Jesus Christ went to the cross and rose from the grave for you. If you believe in him, he has given you a new identity. He has freed you from the power of sin. He has given you a new life. And that same power that conquered the grave now is here with us. It is available to us right here and now in the Holy Spirit that dwells in all who believe. You are not without hope. You are not without power. Draw close to Jesus, and he will transform your life. Do not let regrets hold you back from what God longs to do in and through you this year. So questions. How has God transformed you this year? Talk about how we may be changed, but specifically, what has God done in your life this year? How has your faith deepened and changed this year? And what's stopping you or holding you back from taking a step toward Jesus today? See, whatever it is, Jesus in his amazing grace is here and is ready to walk in step with you. You feel regret? Find his grace and step toward God today while being yoked to Jesus Christ. That's a half a year in about 15 minutes, friends. Not bad. Second half is going to go even quicker, so look out. June, we began our next series. And it, it comes off of that point I just made of being yoked to Jesus when we went on summer break together. Now, we didn't stop. We didn't, you know, cancel services. We weren't actually on summer break. In a way, we went on like a spiritual retreat together is really what we did. Do you remember this one? We were trying to get really practical on moving at the pace of Jesus, slowing down, loving those right in front of us, simplifying focusing our lives around the way of Christ. We studied him in Follow Me. We were captivated by his saving grace in before and after, and now we are trying to orient our entire lives around Jesus. Not just to have him be a part of our lives, but to be our life. And that's what our series, Summer Break, was all about. I did some reflecting this past week. Um, I was sitting in a stranger's house. I still haven't met them. On Eagle Lake, as one does. I'm not going to tell you why I was there. I'm going to make you wonder. There's not a B&E or anything like that, just breaking and entering. It wasn't that. And I was reflecting. This past year, one year, it felt like three in one, really. I mean, it was so full, both of really good and really hard things. I mean, in the same year, my dad's diagnosed with cancer. In the same year, my dad is deemed cancer-free. And everything in between. <laughs> my heavens, there's a lot there. We celebrated groundbreaking and completion of our outdoor project. That's no small feat. That's a celebration. Celebrating a ton of new connections and deep relationships. A lot of trials and struggles, too. There's a lot that has gone on in this year. It felt like three years in one. Anyone else feel that? Maybe 30 years in one. It might have just been one of those years. And part of my reflection, it rested on gratitude that God knew what he was doing when we decided to go through the summer break series because it was such a timely gift. 
And I don't know where I'd be without that deep focus on all of that for what I had to go through, and I hope you feel the same. I mean, we spent 10 weeks on this, and it felt like we were really just hitting the tip of the iceberg, but it was so needed. And we really focused in kind of on these different spiritual disciplines. Many of you read the book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, a profound and helpful resource to help us follow Jesus more fully and more faithfully because we acknowledge that the way of Jesus, it's in complete contrast with the way of the world. To orient our entire lives around Jesus, it means going a different way than the world. It means slowing down. It means being present. It means practicing solitude and simplicity and regularly and routinely engaging in the Sabbath to draw closer to the heart of Jesus, the heart of Jesus, who is gentle and humble in heart. We're just saying, draw me close. Teach me to abide. And that was our kind of resounding heartbeat throughout that series. Have you felt tired? Have you felt worn out? Have you felt burned out, stressed out at your end? Yoke yourself to Jesus. It was our repeated verse, the repeated promise, our repeated comfort from Jesus himself who invites us to come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, I will, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God longs to meet you in your struggle and take the burden upon himself as we walk in step with him and come to know his gracious servant heart. The way of the world is crazy. It is fast-paced, it is cutthroat, it is breakneck, but the way of Jesus, while still hard, is so good. It is so good. It brings life, because Jesus is our life. We talked about how we need to move from discipline to delight. You guys remember this graphic? We talked about how in faith there are so many things that we should do, right? Oh, I should read my Bible. I should go to church. I should pray more. We all have these things, and when we first start following Jesus, we might be excited, but at some point, we often start sitting on the shoulds. I should do these things. I know I should do these things. Friends should never change the world, and we are not meant to stay there. But we believe that the more we sit and study and abide in Jesus, the more our desire for Jesus grows. And the more our desire for Jesus grows, the more our shoulds, our duty, viewing our faith as a duty, turns into a discipline. These aren't just things I should do. These are things I must do. These are the ways to live as a follower of Christ. I must do these. And as you begin to engage with them hard, you're going to stumble along the way, but the more and more you engage with them, the more you come to sit and abide in Jesus and learn and grow from Jesus, the more your desire for Jesus and these practices continues to grow, which moves us from a discipline to a delight. It's not that we must do these things. Wow, we get to do this. I get to rest in the loving presence of my Savior who loves me so much. I get to enter into prayer with him. I get to sing with his people. I get to serve him in these unique ways. I get to shed off those things of the world that are so shiny but only lead to death and pick up the things from God that lead to life, the eternal things. That's our prayer. That's our hope is to view our faith not as a duty and even not just as a discipline but as a delight. 
to practice the way of Jesus. So ask yourself, what habits do you need to make and or break this year? When you consider that kind of ladder, where are you on there? And how do you need to grow in your time with God so that your desire may grow, so that you may continue to move as you follow him? What spiritual discipline are you feeling called to cultivate as you seek the heart of Jesus? My encouragement to you is name that desired outcome to be with Jesus and be more like him. Start small, but start right now. Start right now and move from that duty to the discipline to the delight. And after that 10 weeks, we took a short pit stop, didn't we? You guys remember from a hat? You guys remember this? Third time, part three. Whew. I love From a Hat series. For those of you who don't know, what we do, we've done this obviously three times now, is you all have a few weeks to kind of write down anything you would love to be preached on. Anything you're just curious about, questions about God, faith, life, and you put them in, we have a little top hat. All right, thanks, John. You still got it, I think. Thank you. Uh, well, we're not, I don't think we're going to give it back. Okay, we keep telling you we're going to give it back. Record would show we're probably not giving it back. Thank you for your donation. So we put in all these crowdsourced ideas of things on your heart and minds, and then a week before, one of you draw out of that hat randomly a topic, and the following week, we preach on it. And that's how it's gone. And this, we've done it three times. So much fun. You never know what's, uh, what's going to be pulled. And this past week, we had Revelations and the Seals. Awesome job, Pastor Curry. We had the very narrow topic of sin and grace. That's all of it. And then we had the names of God. Oh, that was so fun. And I forgot to tell the guys that I didn't put the slide in and to type it up. Wow, you're good. You did it. My man, what questions do you have now about God, faith, or life? I'd like you to ask that. Even jot it down. Maybe even save it for the next time we do it from a hat. But just name it right now. What questions do you have as you reflect here at this vantage point? And then finally, you guys know the next series, God Is. We spent a while in God Is, and it was so cool because think about it. We spent a lot of time in the Gospel according to Mark and then learning the way of Jesus in summer break and seeing what he does in our lives through before and after. In this deep series of God Is, we pulled back. We pulled back. We wanted to expand our viewpoint and our perspective to see that the God who we learned that loves us so dearly is so much bigger than we can ever truly fathom. Did you feel your view of God expand during that series for those that were here? It's such a grace that we can come to know God. Our God who is, who is all of him, all the time, to the fullest amount, always and forever that we can come to know this mysterious, unfathomable God who is infinite and eternal, who's self-existent and self-sufficient. He's imminent. He doesn't change. He's omnipotent, omniscient. He is omnipresent, and he is sovereign. As Psalm 113:5 says, who is like our God, the one enthroned on high, to which we declare none are like him. He is worthy of unlimited and unceasing worship forever. To bow before God, our, our God of glory and grace and adoration and praise, it's the only appropriate response and view of who he is, as we discovered as we studied the many facets that make up the one true God. So the question is, how has your view of God expanded this past year? 
what ways have you come to better know the one who knows you infinitely and completely? My prayer and my hope that your view of God expanded this past year and that it will again this year as well in this lifelong journey of faith we're all on. But as a worshiping body with this expansive view of God Almighty, we ended the year as we stood in awe that this same God, with our expanded view, could start to consider all he is, that he entered into that which he created. In our Christmas series, our Advent series, Love Came Down which is kind of the exclamation point on everything we studied this year. This is how we spent our time together, growing together this year, my friends, to better know and to love God, to be transformed by God, to fall deeper in step with the way of God, to know that we are loved by Him, and to better love others like Him. In a way, it's found in our mission statement when we say, love, live, lead. We exist to love God to live like Jesus, and to lead others into a living relationship with him. That's what we have been about. And all throughout this year, the challenge has been set forth. How then are you called to share Jesus with others? And that's where we get our final set of reflection questions. We return to that first question just because something maybe jostled loose in your mind and came to the forefront. How are you different now than who you were a year ago? But then go a little deeper. How does your life experience and your faith journey over this past year influence how you will live this year? Some of you had those deep valleys of pain and sorrow and loss. It's my prayer that you came to find that in the midst of that, God is all present and he is all loving and he was with you every single second of it. Some of you did experience the joys of deep growth this year, of following after him like you never had before. Remain yoked to Jesus who is forever after, longing you to seek him. Stay after it. Maybe you were lonely this year, but you came to find belonging and connection with God and with his community. Perhaps you've been in a season of discernment. You've been seeking God's wisdom. What is he calling me to? Where is he calling my family? You're seeking his peace. You've been seeking to find contentment to him this year. It's my prayer that you will know God goes before you. God is in and over above all things, and he will guide you in his own gentle way as we yoke ourselves to Jesus. I have no idea what the year ahead looks like for you, It might be your best year yet. It also might be your hardest yet. But the good news is that our God who transcends all time already knows what is ahead for you. And he is walking with you even now into this year, and he will be with you every single step of the journey. As we continue through this year, 2024, let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Let's follow him in his gentle and lowly way as we seek to live not according to the way of the world, but the way of Jesus Christ, who is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, he is worthy of all our praise, his mercies are new each and every morning. 
Praise be to God the Father through his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May it be so for all of us, friends. Let's pray. God Almighty, to whom none compare, we just do pause and praise and thanksgiving this morning, today. A lot can happen in a year, God, and yet a year is but the briefest of moments for you who stands outside of time and exists eternally. So, Lord, in our natural cause to worry and be anxious about things seen and unseen, we lay it all down at your feet again. And whatever you are calling us to and leading us, God, we will trust and proclaim that what you bring us to, you will lead us through. So, God, we pray that you give us eyes to fix on you as you transform us again into your own likeness. God, you have a work to do in and through us this year. You are more than capable, but the question is, are we willing? Lord, it's my prayer, it's all of our prayer today that we will be open and willing vessels to go where you lead us, to do what you call us to do, and to glorify your name through it all. This is our prayer. We long to praise the name of Jesus throughout all our days, through our words and our life, and how we bring glory to you through it all. We love you, God. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for giving us purpose and meaning and hope in and through all things. All glory, honor, and praise are forever yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's continue to do what God created us to do is to bring glory to his name, to praise his name now forevermore. Let's stand, let's sing.